is uh, page code theory two, unit fourteen, part three B. Okay, let's talk about um, some. In continue on with some intervals. Uh, so, this yes. Oh, right. Screen. So demanding. Okay, so. Um, this is low-hanging fruit when it comes to testing, right? You're going to know that. So you'll see images and you'll be asked, what, what is this interval? That's a cardiac cycle. So cardiac cycle is um, from one P wave to the next or one R wave to the next, either or, it doesn't matter. But that's a cardiac cycle, right? Um, now, we talked about uh, this refractory period, which is a period during which the, the heart is uh, not resting but busy. So uh, it would not be able to respond to an ectopic focus somewhere else. So for example, the absolute refractory period extends from the beginning of the QRS to the peak of the T wave. So if a, an impulse down in the ventricle is fired, it would not be able to depolarize the myocardium because the myocardium and the ventricles are busy depolarizing already. So you get a wave of electrical current coming down, the bundle hits some bundle branches and would just knock it over. Um, so when two waves of depolarization meet, they cancel one another out. So this would be a, a wave coming towards uh, this ectopic focus. So that's the absolute refractory period. <coughs> now, of interest, a little trivia, I guess. Um, if we get a patient, if you're working with an ACP and um, you encounter a patient who's got a raging tachycardia, let's say a heart rate of 180 or 210, and they're hemodynamically unstable, so they've got altered mental status, blood pressure less than 90. Um, the treatment for that patient is electrical therapy. So it's not defibrillation, but it's the same thing as defibrillation, only synchronized with the, parts the heart's intrinsic heartbeat. So uh, they would do, uh, the ACP would uh, deliver a synchronized shock. And um, the shock, interestingly enough, is delivered here. The shock is delivered 10 milliseconds um, past the peak of the R wave. So the shock is delivered in that refractory period, that absolute refractory period, but it effectively depolarizes the entire myocardium because it's a very strong electrical current and it's an external electrical current. So it just basically like a tsunami just just goes right through to, to disrupt that tachycardia. So that's an external shock. Um, this is uh, called the relative refractory period of the vulnerable phase and that extends from the peak of the T wave to the end of the T wave. This is the, the second phase of the repolarization where the sodium potassium pump kicks in. So because the electrolytes are sort of sorting themselves out, if an impulse happens to fall on the peak of that T wave. It's called the vulnerable phase because it may lead to dysrhythmias. And um, in the 1960s, they used to worry that if a patient had a PVC that landed on a T wave, uh, they were at high risk of cardiac arrest. So if uh, they had something like this, so that's a premature ventricular complex that landed right on the peak of the T wave. The worry was this patient's gonna go into ventricular fibrillation or ventricular tachycardia without a pulse and they're gonna die. Well, that's what they thought in the 1960s. We know now that R on T phenomena, this is 
called R on T, uh, which is a PVC lands on the peak of the T wave. Even though it's a vulnerable phase, it's not, um, uh, the risk of sudden death is very, very low. In fact, um, when you see R on T, sometimes you'll see short runs of ventricular tachycardia, like three ventricular beats in a row, uh, and then sinus rhythm, and then maybe short runs of VTAC. But it's pretty benign, so R on T is not worrisome. Um, but um, you're going to run into medics who, are, who think R on T is, oh my god, it's like a sign of death to come. Right? It's a disaster. It's not. It's an urban myth. Um, but it is a vulnerable period. And if we were deliver delivering synchronized cardioversion, like an external shock, the reason that it's synced with the R wave and delivered right here is to avoid delivering on the peak of the T wave. Because if you're delivering an external shock and you get it on the T wave, that might put the patient into cardiac arrest. Right? When, you guy, when you got a, a guy who's awake and talking, who just has a low blood pressure and altered mental status, and you're trying to shock him out of an unstable rhythm, the last thing you want to do is um, shock him on the T wave and put him into a lethal arrhythmia. So it's called, it's, it's the same as defibrillation, it's just synchronized. It's called a synchronized cardioversion or a synchronized countershock. And in order to give someone a synchronized countershock, there's a button on the cardiac monitor, and the button says sync. I know. So you just hit the sync button and you charge it up and then you discharge it. Right? If you look at uh, the uh, eye simulates, uh, there should be a sync button on those. Have you seen it? Okay, there you go. You had your hand raised or something? Pardon? Did you have your hand raised? Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. What is that? Mind blown. Oh, my, okay, I thought you were telling me to F off or something. Oh, no. <laughs> Get out of my space or something. Okay, mind blown. That's what mind blown is? I thought it was like, it had to be like both hands. Okay. Like That's when one hand is eating something and yeah, is busy. Cool. Uh, so synchronized cardioversion. Now it's interesting. Um, when you have to do synchronized cardioversion, because it's like defibrillation, you got to hit the sync button. A number of medics, really good medics, have had to do, uh, you know, called to a base hospital physician, got an order to do synchronized cardioversion, hit the sync button, shocked, didn't work. Hit the sync button, shocked, didn't work. Forgot to hit the sync button, shocked, killed the guy, went, oh crap, then shocked again and got him back. <laughs> That's happened a few times. I know one guy in particular, a friend of mine, exceptionally good medic, made that mistake. It was like one o'clock in the morning at the airport and a guy was in an unstable atrial fibrillation, shocked him twice, then forgot to hit the sync button second time. Medical director brought him in. What are you gonna do with a guy like that? like for remediation, no point in keeping him in the, you know, the base hospital for a day of education. It's like, forgot to hit the sync button. You can't make him write an essay, that would be pointless. So the, the base hospital doc deactivated his certification and reactivated him in one fell swoop. So it just went on his record and, uh, and he was good to go. But it's dangerous, right? Because um, killing people looks bad on your resume. It's not what we're supposed to do. 
so it's vulnerable phase. Um, other terminology used to describe the ECG. Um, so you know what systole and diastole is uh, in relation to blood pressures. Um, you can also have electrical systole and electrical diastole and asystole. So um, atrial systole uh, would be atrial depolarization. Ventricular systole would be ventricular repolaris or depolarization. And diastole would be the isoelectric line. Right? Uh, British physicians, instead of saying PVCs, sometimes will say extrasystoles. And I'd say it in an English accent, but Lydia will think I'm mocking her again, which I'm not, because I love the accent. Um, things just sound more sophisticated when you put an English accent on, don't they? More mature, more sophisticated. I'm really dumb say <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it, if you, uh, it's, it's better to be quiet, and uh, then people think you're smart. Um, so outside of class, I'm pretty quiet. Uh, so, systole, diastole, uh, stroke volume is a term you should know. So, stroke volume is the amount ejected from the one ventricle with a single contraction. Do you remember how much normal stroke volume is for adults? 70 mLs, yep, yeah. which is equivalent to what? <laughs> when you go out drinking, what's it equivalent to? Yeah, two shots. Yeah, it's about, <laughs> about two shots. A shot's about a 30 mLs, right? Roughly. Yeah, I, I, I know how much a shot is. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. You know. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, cardiac output is the amount of blood pumped by the ventricle in each minute. So cardiac output is uh, heart rate times stroke volume. So stroke volume depends on preload, right, the amount of blood returning to the heart. It also depends on the force of contractility. If um, contractility is weakened, do you remember what electrolyte imbalance weakens cardiac contractility? We talked about it uh, a couple of weeks ago. Hmm? Yeah, what, what uh, specifically, what potassium imbalance, what type of imbalance? Hyper, yeah, hyper. Think, think hyper weakens, which makes no sense, right? It's kind of opposite. Hyperkalemia causes lethargy, weakening of cardiac contraction. Hypo causes excitability, so it's just uh, kind of the opposite. So hyperkalemia can cause uh, weakened cardiac contractility. Um, Decreased stroke volume can be a result of decreased preload. So someone who's hemorrhaging has got decreased blood returning to the heart. Um, and how do, we, how do we maintain cardiac output when you become hypovolemic? We increase our heart rate. Uh, we release catecholamines, epinephrine and norepinephrine, to increase the force of contractility to compensate. Right? Um, in, a in a hyperkalemic state? Yeah, so there's, um, there's greater potassium outside the cell. So the shift of potassium um, uh, during uh, depolarization is, uh, is less effective because there's a higher concentration outside the cell than there normally would be. And um, um, potassium also plays a role in contractility as well. So, so you get weakened weak contractility and general weakness. Um, so 
when we're looking at the ECG, we're looking uh, to see is there atrial activity, is there ventricular activity, and are the two working in sync with one another? Do we see a P wave for every QRS? Right, that's really the key. Okay, quiz. Question 13. What is the absolute refractory period in relation to the PQRST wave? Kyle? D. Everyone agree with D? You guys are like brain dead, aren't you? It is, it's A? Extends from the onset of the QRS midway peak of the T wave? So, how many say A? How many say D? <laughs> I think you're outnumbered. <laughs> I was really hoping to be the only one to nail that. <laughs> Not this time, but there are more opportunities. Um, what is a relative refractory period in relation to the PQRST waves? <laughs> it extends from midway point or peak of the T wave to the end of the T wave. How many agree it's D? Well, it's only like half the class. Uh, what else would it be? It's D. Wake up. Yeah. Yeah. We got 20 minutes left together. That's it. Got to push through to the end. 15. What is the function of the papillary muscles? You won't get questions questions like this on the test, just FYI. D. Isn't it? Did they say D? It's not D. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> what, is, what is it? It's C? How many say C? Okay, most of you say C. It is. Question 16. Phase 4 of the action potential is referred to as a polarized phase. What other term is used to describe phase 4? The phase that goes south. That's not Resting membrane potential? Good. Yeah, resting memory. Okay. Any questions about that section? No.